And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Monday, April 26th edition. Got a nine-game slate on tap for you. Hope everybody had a great weekend. If you're on the Fancy DJ Slack chat, we did quite well. So that was a fun one over there. Uh, everyone's winning. If you want to win, go to rotoballer.com. Sign up for the premium package. Use promo code Bubba. Get all the good stuff there, the tools, the articles, and the works. Or come over to fantasydjins.com and the Fantasy DJ Slack chat, and I can help you out there. The podcast will always be free. People were asking about that the other day. It was, it's always free. So come check that out. It's like year five of doing this. So if you give a rate and review on iTunes, MLB DFS Quickets, we'd really appreciate it. Uh, otherwise, hit me up on Twitter at BDentric with your questions. We will take care of you there. Like I said, nine-game slate on tap for you on a Monday. Let's get to the totals. We have six totals of the nine games. Some we don't have because of pitching and young people getting called up and all that fun stuff. But we got Cubs-Braves, total of eight and a half. A's-Rays, total of eight and a half. Marlins-Brewers, six and a half. Trevor Rogers versus Corbin Burns. Absolutely awesome pitching duel in that one. Phillies-Cardinals, total of eight. Uh, we have Rockies-Giants, total of seven and a half. Reds-Dodgers, seven and a half as well. So... Some fun stuff to check out on that front. Um, weather-wise, looks like no rain. Looks like wind should be blowing out to left field about 17 miles an hour in St. Louis between uh, Phillies and the Cardinals. Other than that, grip it and rip it. Build your lineups. Have some fun. Let's rock and roll. Let's kick it off with the pitching on this uh, nine-game slate. Corbin Burns leads the way at $10,400. And really, it's too cheap. It's like we talked about with uh, Jacob DeGrom the other day, DeGoat. He was, I believe, 10-4 as well, or 10-9. He was 10-9. He should be like 12-9, 14-9. I don't know. Um, Corbin Burns, 10-4 at home against Miami Marlins. It's far too uh, far too affordable. Let's just put it that way. Far too affordable. A Miami Marlins team that you can uh, strikes out almost 26% of the time. First right-handed pitching, hitting only 218 with a 105 ISO. First right-handed pitching. And not to mention, this is Corbin Burns, who just strikes everyone out and walks absolutely nobody. Absolutely nobody. Like, literally Nobody. 40 strikeouts to zero walks in 24 and 30 innings. He's averaging over 33.5 DK points per start. He has had over 30 points per start. He's got at least six innings in every start. He allowed one run in the opener against Minnesota, has not ever allowed a run since then. He has struck out at least nine in every game, 10 in three of four. The dude is electric. And then when the ball is in play, he's basically a two to one ground ball to fly ball. So Corbin Burns at 10 4. Put him in your every cash lineup you have. If you want to play him in GPPs, that's fine. It goes to my point I made the other night because I was uh, in some other chats uh, from stuff I do. And uh, people said, you can't play DeGrom. He's too chalky. I said, no, you can't play DeGrom. There's this thing called good chalk, and you just be different elsewhere. I talk about it on golf, on the Always Pressing PGA DFS podcast all the time. Don't forget to check that out. We record that on Monday night for the uh, Valspar Championship. But uh, you don't have to avoid all the chalk. There's such good content out there these days that there's going to be good chalk. So you don't have to avoid it. If Corbin Burns flutters, that's fine. It's like I said with DeGrom, if he makes 30 starts this year, I will play him on every start because he flutters like three or four times. That's 25-plus starts where he's going to be absolutely the best pitcher on the planet. So give me that with Corbin Burns, the same idea tonight against Miami at 10-4. Julio Urias, $9,700 if you are being different. Uh, like maybe you don't go 100% Burns in tournaments. In cash, you should just go 100% Burns. Like that's just done. Do it. Don't be cute. In tournaments, if you want to be different, say you want to go like 70-30. Say you make 10 lineups, you do seven burns, you do three without. Well, Julio Urias and $9,700 is an interesting pivot. We saw him just absolutely slice and dice Seattle, 11 Ks and seven innings for 40 points. Other than that, 12 points, 11 points, and then 27 at Coors. So his two road starts have been great. Two home starts, not so much. He's at home against the Cincinnati Reds, a Cincinnati Reds team 
that uh, doesn't like blow me away. They're striking out 26% of the time versus lefties, 223 uh, average of 174. Right? So it's not bad, though. 92 WRC+. plus. So again, not lighting the world on fire. So it's a contrarian play. It's a GPP play with Urias. You just don't know which one's going to show up. Is it the dominating strikeout Urias that goes 6+, plus and gets you like 7-plus strikeouts? Or is it a guy that struggles and grinds his way through 5 and, and walks away? So Urias, GPP viable at 97. Opposite Corbin Burns in that Miami-Milwaukee game is Trevor Rogers at 8400 bucks, And Rogers has been absolutely electric. Five or mornings pitched in three straight starts. Zero, two, zero earned runs in his last three starts. He has seven or more Ks in his last three starts. He has 32 or more points in two of his last three starts. He's got a floor of like 15 to 17 points. He should be a 20-plus point guy in this matchup against Milwaukee team that we know strikes out a lot. A lot, a lot, a lot. And their offense getting a little better. I'm not going to say it's not. But they're striking out. This is going into Sunday because Fangraphs has not. I'm recording Sunday evening. Fangraphs has not updated all their stats. They usually do it the next day. But going into Sunday, and I don't think they face many lefties in Chicago, anyways, on Sunday. Milwaukee is striking out, wait for it, 32.1% of the time versus left handed pitching. Almost a third of their at bats versus left handed pitching are strikeouts. This is a Major League Baseball team we're talking about here. This is embarrassing is what we're talking about here. So 32.1% K rate, um, that 222 average, 189 ISOs. When they put it in play, it's nice. But the way Rogers is striking guys out, even at 8400 bucks, maybe they run into one or two, gives up two or three runs. He should be in line for like seven-plus strikeouts, and he should be absolutely filthy. So the Burns-Rogers combo, I'm good with it in cash for sure. I don't even mind it in GPPs if you want to just put those two together. We've seen it work so far this year with two dominating pitchers that you think, like if Rodgers gets you 20 to 25 plus and Burns gets you his 30 plus, there's no reason not to double up. Like it's that simple. So think of it that way. You don't have to. Sometimes guys don't like it because you don't get the win or whatever. I'm good with doubling them up, especially in cash. I have no problem with it in cash. Uh, in tournaments, it's, it's an interesting philosophy because a lot of people won't do it. I think they're the I think they're the two best pitchers on the slate points uh, points per dollar wise. So I think I'm going to use both of them at least in a few lineups. If it depends on how many I do, but I do like them quite a bit. Some other ones to look at them. I want to dig some more into Jose Arquiti. I want to see why he's not striking guys out as much as he used to, but he's intriguing. But Charlie Morton at eight thousand dollars, I do like at home against the Chicago Cubs. Morton, we've been using him a lot. He's been anywhere from like seventy six to eighty one. He's gotten us fifteen, twenty point five, twenty six point five the last three. 99 pitches his last start, six or more Ks in three straight starts. He's got six innings in all three starts, one, five, and one earned runs. He just he gets the strikeouts. He limits the damage. He limits the damage, and that's what we're looking for. And he's facing a Cubs team. It's going to be traveling to Atlanta, striking out over 27% of the time versus right-handed pitching, and that might go up, actually, because they struck out quite a bit against Woodruff on Sunday. They're hitting two around 200 against righties. So more than $8,000, he checks the boxes again. If you want to be contrarian in a tournament, if you want to be weird in cash, you can. Like, I'd rather go Rodgers and Burns in cash. But if you don't go Rodgers, you can definitely go um, – you can definitely give a look to uh, to Morton as well at $8,000. No problem with that at all. A few other ones to take a peek at. This is a tournament play I am in love with. Uh, Shohei Otani, $7,700. Not quite sure what's going on with that price point. I know he only went four innings in his last start. That's kind of scheduled. He went 80 pitches, though. Got you 18.2 points. If he gets me 18.2 at 7,700 right now, I'm jacked. And the fact is, he should be getting you 90 to 100 pitches. So if he can get you five, six innings against this Texas Rangers offense that we know we can pick apart, an offense that strikes out over 30% of the time versus right-handed pitching, 
give me some Shohei Otani at $7,700. I am really baffled by this price. If you look at FanDuel, FanDuel's kind of got their stuff together. He's 91 on FanDuel. He's like the fourth highest priced pitcher on FanDuel. That makes more sense. I'm probably not going to use him on FanDuel. But on DraftKings at 77, he has 100% of tournament play and very much worth a look. Awesome Burns Otani line is for sure. So no problem with that at all at 77 for Otani. That was a very, very surprising one. A couple other cheap options if you want to. Davey Garcia is getting the look for the New York Yankees. That's why there's no total for New York at Baltimore. I love Davey. If you remember listening to the show last year, we used him a lot as a 6K pitcher. He's 7,100. I want to find out more of how many pitches he's supposed to throw, but he's, he's supposed to be stretched out from the alt site. Like he's supposed to be able to step in, rock and roll. No problems there at all. So I do like Devy at 71 versus a Baltimore team that strikes out quite a bit. Um, a team striking out almost 28% of the time versus right-handed pitching. So Devy at 71 has got some tournament appeal. And then Austin Gomber at 65 at the Giants. I'm an Austin Gomber fan. I've talked about him on bench with Bubba lately. For those that listen to that show as well for season-long fantasy, I like what he's doing. He pitched great his last start against uh, Houston and Colorado. I've recommended him against that start the game at LA. He faced the Giants in Coors, six and a third, two earned, five uh, Ks. So he's basically gone six six or more innings and three straight starts, two two three two earned runs, uh, six or five or more Ks in all three starts, no less than sixteen point seven points. He's sixty five hundo. The Giants do hit lefties extremely well. There's no sugarcoating that. At the same time as this Giants, it's in it's in San Francisco. Yeah, they only strike out 18.3% of the time versus lefties. He struck them out five times in Colorado. They're hitting 217 with a 198 ISO. So not a great average, but when they put it in play, they, they got some thump with it. Uh, 99 WRC plus versus lefties is basically average versus lefties. So I like Gomber at his price point if you need him. I'm not sure you're going to need him today. As we mentioned, some really great options to pair with Corbin Burns at 10-4. You got Urias at 99 if you, or 97 if you want to be different, but Burns at 10-4. You got Rodgers at 84. Love both of those. Two best plays on the slate for me right now. Morton at 8,000 is a nice GPP play. Shohei Otani at 77 is real close to Trevor Rogers for me. Just pro- points per dollar. Like if somehow we know he's going 100 pitches, gets us like six innings, the strikeouts will be there in that matchup versus Texas. Shohei at 77, very nice GPP play. He's mainly a GPP more than cash because A, Rogers and Burns combo, and B, we need to know exactly what the Angels are going to let him do. If like we get news on Monday that, hey, He's good for 100 pitches, blah, blah, blah. You might find cash by ability there at 7,700 for sure. Uh, but we got to find that out. So join us in the Slack chat for, for that free fantasy DJ Slack chat. And then Davey Garcia, Austin Gomber, both GPP plays as well. All right, let's get crack-a-lacking on the bats on this slate. Nine-game slate, catcher's position. Real Muto is always in play. Don't hate that if you're stacking up Philly. Just remember, they're leaving Coors. Sometimes they get that Coors hangover. The first game back, so something to keep in mind when looking at your Phillies. Um, I'll go cheaper, though. I'll, I'll duck down. I do like Omar Narvaez pretty much every day, but I'm not going to use him against Rodgers. You got Dom Nunez outside of Coors. Sorry, bud. He's up to 4400 now. They finally priced him up, which sucks to see. So might be a while until we use Dom again. But uh, we're just going to keep going cheaper. If you aren't using Gomber, Buster Posey at 38, very strong play there. Uh, probably cash viable as well as GPP viable. If you want to pay up, there's going to be cheaper options. So bear with us here, but don't mind Posey at 38. But like if, if uh, Francisco Mejia is in the lineup at 35, he's swinging it really well. Don't hate him versus Manaya Higashioka of New York. If he's in the lineup versus Harvey at 34, that's a nice value play with the Yankees against Harvey in Baltimore. So Yankees offense and hitter friendly Camden, where they always do destruction against Matt Harvey. Yankees will be very popular tonight, folks. Higashioka, nice cheap way to get a piece of that pie. Uh, a few others at the catcher's position. Chance Cisco's interesting at 32 if he gets the, the job behind the dish for Baltimore. 
Um, going below 3K now, it gets a little different because I don't see a ton standing out. Maybe Elias Diaz gets a random start for Colorado. He's 27 versus Di Sclafani. That's intriguing. I doubt Casali starts. He started Sunday, so it should be Posey at 38. Um, so, yeah, check check your, your lineups. Not a lot of value at the catcher's position on the Monday. First base, you got Freddie Freeman versus Zach Davies at 6K. I love Freeman in this matchup, but 6K is a lot to ask. It is a good play, but it's a lot, a lot to ask. Um, going down farther, like Yuli Gurriel is absolutely in fuego. He's cash game violated. He went deep again on Sunday's homework in three of his last five games. He's just raking 16-16, 19-6, over his last five. But on the season as a whole, he's crushing it. He's $4,600, and he absolutely loves facing left-handed pitching. It's Justice Sheffield on Monday. So Gurriel at 46 really saw a cash game play. I, I don't even mind using him as one-offs in tournaments. If you're stacking Houston, I think he's just a great play at his price point and the matchup. Both are, are quite juicy on this one. Uh, Trey Boo at 4,400. Slowly getting it going, 9, 7, 8, 0, 21, 3, 10. You know, he's going to get going sooner or later. He's 44 versus Davey Garcia. You could go there. Or Jared Walsh is 43 versus uh, Jordan Lyles. I like that quite a bit at that price point. Um, some others to look at. Keston here in a tournament. If you're fading Trevor Rogers, sure. I'm just not fading Trevor Rogers. I don't think. So we'll be skipping on those. Like, basically, if you want to play Miami bats or Milwaukee bats, those are your contrarian plays of the night because Burns and Rodgers should be very popular. That's why I'll have a bunch of Burns. I'll have some Rodgers, but I won't have nearly as much Rodgers as I do Burns. I'll use Otani and some others to be different there where Burns and Rodgers should carry carry a lot of the ownership for very good reasons. Good chalk. Good chalk. Um, going down farther at first base, though, you got Brosu, 3,500 versus the lefty Manaya. He's first base, second base. He definitely uh, checks the boss. So does Yanni Diaz at 3,300. I love Fady Manaya, so it's, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad, but sometimes I do it all the time. Uh, Mike Ford went deep on Sundays, 2,900 versus Harvey. If he cracks the Yankees lineup, nice value play there at the position um, for Mr. Ford. Second base, Ozzy Albies is 5,300. The, the Braves are in a great spot versus Davies. They are priced up like they're in a great spot versus Davies as well, so keep that in mind. Love me some Nick Solak if you're fading Otani at 49. He's been playing really well. That's just if you're fading Otani. Uh, Tommy Edmond down to 4400 bucks, not too shabby himself. Jed Lowry at 42. I can definitely get behind that because I just don't see Hill going too long in this game because he doesn't go long in these games. So you get Jed Lowry for 42. Um, if Alenimus Diaz cracks the line of he's 4K versus Sheffield, he likes his lefties. But let's go back to Ty France. He's 4K. He's been hovering around 38 or 39. He's hitting 320 on the air. Averaging, uh, he's hitting 382 over his last 10. Averaging 10 points per game. Dude's just a cash game lock for me almost every night, unless I find a cheaper second base, which happens from time to time. But Ty France at 4K, I like that a lot. Uh, cheaper options on the slate. Brosu at 35. We talked about him. Um, yeah, Some of the really cheap ones, of course. Rugnet Odor is only 31. Second base, third base. That's a great one against Hardy. Better clean up on Sunday. He's, uh, he's, got, he's got three dongs over the last week. Yeah, three homers. Over the last week, doesn't hit for average typical Ruggio door, but he shows you some pops, so don't hate that at all. Ruggie at 31, you can get on board with that one. And then check lineups. Maybe David Boat cracks line. If Nico Horner cracks line, he's 2,700. I am a Nico Horner fan, so I can definitely see that being quite uh, quite intriguing as well. So see what comes out there. You might get a couple cheapies at the second base position. Third base, third base, you got Justin Turner versus Molly, but Bregman at 5K, Bregman's heating up. Definitely like that. Chapman at 49ers Hill. You can go that direction as well. 
a few others to look at on the slate as you go down a little farther. Aaron Otto's not bad at 40. He's quietly having a still a decent season, 253, four homers, uh, being quietly productive. So if you're stacking St. Louis, he's worth a gander. Kyle Seager at 44, I, I like that quite a bit. If you're stacking Seattle up, mention Aledemus Diaz already. Um, Alec Baum's up 38, up to 38, I should say, but it's still a great play because we mentioned that windblown out in St. Louis between Philadelphia and St. Louis. So don't mind the bomb play at 38. Really stands out there. Uh, Joey Wendell's been hit lefties okay. He's 37. Mikel Franco's down to 35, which should be a good one in New York and Baltimore for offense. Gio, your show went deep again on Sunday. He's only 34. I've talked about this a lot on this show. Very good floor with him. Uh, Gio at, at 34 is a good, good look. Doesn't always go up, but man, when he gets going, he gets going. Good, good matchup for his Harvey in, in um, Baltimore. So Gio at 34. I like that. Austin Riley is another streaky guy. He's 3,200, hitting 292 over the last 10 games with two home runs. Uh, so you can get on board the Riley train at 32. So these are some value plays to help with your pitchers and whatnot. Definitely like that. Mentioned Ruggio Dor at 31 as a cheapie. Um, there's a lot of, like, of interesting ones. It's, it's got to crack the lineups. And some of these teams have been playing some weird lineups. So you might get like a Kyle Farmer for 21, Eric Sogard at 2K. Nico Horner better be playing over Eric Sogard, but – that's a whole other story, but there, there's definitely some interesting ones to, to keep an eye on on Monday. Shortstop Carlos Correa got Sunday off. He's 54 versus Sheffield. He's been leading off with Altuve. Altuve could be back on Monday, so keep that in mind. He's up to 5,100. Not sure how much I want to play him on his first game back from the COVID IL, but he's back. I have Seager at 51, Diaz at 49, so some interesting options towards the top. Story's been heating up, but now he leaves Coors. He's only 4,800, though. That's a discount for Trevor Story, even outside of Coors. He's hitting 344 over his last 10 games. He's got two home runs over the weekend. Um, I don't hate this play at all. He's been hitting really well home and road. He's 4,800 bucks. That's like savings. That's a good That's a good cash game play. I know it's Di Scafani. I know it's San Francisco. I know like they're not in Coors. But even outside of Coors, he's a 5K-plus guy. So 4,800 bucks gets you a nice savings there. Yeah, Glaber Torres narrative in Baltimore where he just crushes everything. He's 4,600. Hopefully it wakes that bat up because he needs it in a bad, bad way. Um, if you're stacking St. Louis, Paul DeYoung's very, very intriguing as well. Um, at 4,000, I believe Wheeler's got kind of a reverse splits action going, so that's one to, to keep in mind. Freddie Galvis has been sneaky good of late. So if you're looking for a savings at shortstop, he's 3,600, hitting 353 over his last 10 games with seven extra base hits, four doubles, a triple, and two home runs. Uh, really, really getting it going, averaging eight and a half points over his last 10. So Galvis at 36 could be a savings against Davey Garcia. I like Davey Garcia, but you got to pick some points somewhere. There's a lot of good, a lot of decent pitching on this slate where you can't just like hone in where we usually do. Again, Nico Horner at 27 is a nice value. Um, if he cracks the lineup, then Mauricio Dubon's been horrible, like really bad. But he's twenty two hundo if you need an uh, an absolute punt. So keep that in mind. But as usual, let's head to the outfield where a it'll be loaded and b there's been tons of value in the outfield position night in and night out. So let's see what they got for us on Monday. Uh, Trout's been out since he got hit in the elbow on Friday. Let's hope he cracks the lineup at sixty three. He'd be a good look. You got Acuna at sixty two, both in play. Braves got shut down in a doubleheader versus. The Diamondbacks on Sunday. They got no node by um, Mad Bum in game two. So I think I'm, I'm hoping that maybe lowers their ownership. I doubt it does, but it would be nice to get some low owned. I think the prices will lower their ownership too. So that'd be kind of fun to get some low owned um, Braves in those lineups. Uh, Bryce Harper double donged on Sunday. He's 57 versus Wayno. 
I know that the Coors hangover, but I could get aboard that train. Brantley hits lefties fine. He's 56 in his matchup versus Sheffield. You got Stanton in, in Baltimore at 49. That's intriguing. I saw a stat um, when I was watching the Yankees-Rays game on Sunday. This is about the fifth or sixth inning, I think, after his third at-bat. On the season now, Stanton has nine of the ten hardest exit velocities on balls in play so far this year. That is absolutely insane. So keep that in mind with Stanton. Like, he's hitting it so far. It just makes him a GPP play a lot because – when he gets clicking, he's going to double-dong it everywhere. Uh, Loriano at 45 versus Hill. I like that one for you. Mentioned Edmund. A Rose Reina versus Manaya at 43. A Rose looks like he feels like he's going to get going, and he kind of slows down again. He feels like he's going to get going. He kind of slows down. Like I'm, I'm just waiting for like a stretch of like a week where he just torches. He's hitting 278 still on the air. It's not like he's sucking. Just fantasy-wise, power-wise, production-wise, you're expecting more. I feel it's coming sooner or later. Uh, Walsh at 43. I love me some Mark Connor at 41. Kyle Tucker at 41. But I'll take Connor. All day, Adolis Garcia at 41 against Otani. If you're not using Otani, and I get it, if you want to fade Otani and try to get to that Angels bullpen and be different in that respect, sure. I don't like. I love using Otani, but I get it. If he only goes five innings or whatever, you get four innings of mediocre bullpen at best. Maybe he only goes four innings. You get five innings of mediocre bullpen at best. So keep an eye out on the on the reports there. Love Mitch Haniger at 4K. He's been 41 all weekend. I've been playing him pretty much every chance I get. Hitting 275 over his last 10, averaging 10 points per game over his last 10. I've, I've been loving me some Mitch Hanniger. So I'll probably be stacking Seattle again some way or other. With, usually goes Hanniger, France, Seeger. Then he's kind of see what else is in the lineup from there. But I usually have that little three-pack everywhere. I just love what they're doing right now in that lineup. Uh, some other targets for you in this lineup. Like, I love Rodgers, but if you want to fade Trevor Rodgers, um, uh, Avisel Garcia is 3,600. That in third now. I think he got a stolen base on Sunday. Justin Upton's only 36 versus Lyles. If you're stacking the Angels, that's a nice cheaper piece of the pie. Austin Slater, hopefully leading off of the Giants. He's 3,500. Austin Slater got you 12 fantasy points on Sunday. Went 0 for 3 with a walk, three strikeouts, and two stolen bases. Got you 12 points. That's where the beauty of having steals comes into play, boys and girls. So um, Austin Slater at 35 in his situation. Um, let's see what else we got. Brett Gardner, 3,400 is a great play versus Harvey. If he cracks the Yankees lineup, which he usually does. Our boy Dylan Carlson, three more hits on Sunday. He's up to 3,300. He's in play versus Wheeler. See, we got value in the outfield, folks. Like, we're, we're hitting it here. Gardner, Carlson, some others we've already mentioned. You got Aaron Hicks, who's slowly starting to hit. He's 33 versus Harvey. Love it if he's in the middle of that order. He uh, 14 and 14, five, six, four over his last five. He's getting it going. Homer in back to back games got Sunday off. So, Hicks. At 33 versus Harvey, that's a strong play if he cracks that lineup. Um, Jose Marmaleos in a GPP, I could see the uh, the appeal there. Stephen Piscotti at 3K versus Hill, he could uh, be worth a look. He looks like he might be getting it going slowly, but surely with Piscotti hitting safely in a couple games of late. He's 3K. Of Haggerty cracks line for Seattle, he's 2,900. He's been getting on and stealing a lot. Uh, Willie Calhoun at 29. And here's our boy, D. Jay Stewart, 28 hundo at home versus variety. Rack them up, boys and girls. GPP value and DJ Stewart at 28 hundo. Uh, Miles Straw got to start on Sunday. He's 28 hundo. I doubt he gets to start because he was playing for Correa. So keep him in mind. If he does start, though, at 2800, he is a value. So something to watch there. Manny Margot at 27 is a definite value versus Manai hitting fifth for the Rays against the lefty. Austin Hayes with double donged on Sunday. It was against the lefty, so see if he cracks the lineup. But Austin Hayes, 2,600 versus Davey Garcia. 
I'm probably going to be stacking against David Garcia, or at least look using some value versus David because there's definite value to be had there. So I like that quite a bit. Um, otherwise, like maybe Justin Williams at 22 versus Wheeler. If you need a mega punt, mention Dubon at 22. I just hope you don't have to go down like Mickey Moniacs down here and a few others. Hope you don't need to go down here, but if you do, as usual, there's options. All right, recapping your pitching. Who's the one pitcher you're using everywhere on Monday? Corbin Burns. All right. Urias is in play at 97, like Trevor Rogers a lot at 84. Um is interesting. Morton at 8K, I like. Um, you got Otani at 77, which is ridiculous. David Garcia at 71, Gomber at 65. So my main plays when I'm looking at it, Burns, Rogers, Otani. Those are my main three. Then we'll mix and match some stuff around there, see what lineups come out and all that other good stuff as well as things go on. When you're stacking it up, Yankees against Harvey. That's a given. You got Houston against Sheffield. That's a given. The Angels versus Jordan Lyles. Sign me up. That's a given. So we, these are the these are the easy ones. But then it gets a little more fun. I like Oakland versus Rich Hill. I think that's quite intriguing in that matchup. I like Baltimore versus Davy Garcia. I like Davy Garcia if you want to use him to pitch. I just think there's some massive appeal against Davy uh, with the value that the Baltimore bats bring. I like Atlanta versus Davies. And then I think Philadelphia versus Wayno is interesting as well, but I'm not as in love with that. And same with Tampa Bay versus Manaya, uh, kind of like in that one as well. So that's what's fun about this slate. We have like five or six pitchers we could use, three or four that we like, we really, really like. But then we also have like four or five stacks we really like. So like Yankees, Houston, Dodgers, those are the main go-to stacks. Uh, Baltimore, Atlanta, Tampa, Oakland, mix it and match later. Baltimore's great value when you're stacking. But the pitching, pitching's where it's at. Pretty cut and dry to me when we're checking out this slate. But that'll do it, everybody, for your Monday edition of Quick Hits. Again, if you have a rate and review on iTunes of MLB DFS Quick Hits, would much, much appreciate it. You can check me out on Twitter at BDendrick. Ask questions there. I write for rotoballer.com. They're DFS. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, premium values article. Tuesday and Thursday, free DraftKings pick article. Um, always pressing PGA DFS podcast. Recording that Monday with Jesse previewing the Valspar Championship. That'll be out for you Monday night. I uh, got bench with Bubba. I had two episodes this last week. Bubba and the Bat Flip and Chris Clegg talking about some week four fantasy baseball. This next week, we got Bubba and the Bat Flip as well. We're recording Monday night instead of Tuesday. So you have that dropping for you Tuesday morning also. So tons of stuff coming your way as usual. Hit me up. Let me know what you got. If you need some help, uh, hit us up in the Fantasy DJ Slack chat also. But for now, this was MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Monday, April 26th edition. I'm out. Hey.